This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Wentz Mode, Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. Uh, now, Chelsea's final fixture before the final international break of 2022 saw them travel north to Manchester to take on league leaders Manchester United. Mark Skinner's United sat top of the table after five games, having won all five without conceding a single goal. It left us asking if we were the underdogs heading into this one. However, it seemed the history was repeating itself as United struggled to pass the ball out from the back. After an uneventful first half, which did include Guru Wrighton being clattered and not getting a penalty, Chelsea burst into life in the second half with Adrian Maria passing to Sophie Ingle, who in turn found Sam Kerr, who made no mistake from 12 yards out. Then, just minutes later, Chelsea found themselves two in front thanks to Lauren James. He just had to be heard in it. A rare Aaron Cuthbert error saw United reduce the deficit, but she made a mental injury time, securing all three points for Chelsea, a result which sees us leapfrog United in the table, albeit temporarily. temporarily say that probably. Uh, it means Chelsea had navigated the Emma Hayes-less period with 100% efficiency, winning every fixture without the boss on the touchline. But we can't wait to have her back, hopefully, at Stamford Bridge. And the title of tonight's show is Went to Mo King's Meadow, episode 90. Shout out to your ex, which is a little mixed reference for all the kids out there. I know Jane's going to enjoy that one. Big little mix fan. <laughs> uh, now, remember, you can listen live every Tuesday at 8pm by heading to Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com and searching for Went to Mo King's Meadow where you can join in the show by posting on the live chat page, as one person is right now, if they post in the comments, I'll read it out. Um, come and join them. Uh, now on the show this week, in part one, we're going to discuss Chelsea's team selection, their formation, um, what else we're going to talk about, the back four and how it played out in the game. Uh, and then in part two, we're going to look at the second half, um, Sam Kerr's goal, Lauren James's goal, Erin um, Cuthbert, Sophie Ingall, Paul Green's comments at the end of the game. Uh, and then in part three, we're going to have uh, one email and we're going to talk about some other stuff that I'm going to make up as we go because I haven't written it down. Uh, and that's going to be it. So joining me on the show, as always, my wonderful co-host Jane and Dane. Uh, Jane, good to see you. How you doing? Yeah, good to see you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And Dane, 
arrived fashionably late, but he is here. <laughs> I feel like we're doing quite well recently, the three of us. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's nice to see you and, and Jane. I've seen Jane in a while. Plus, uh, good evening and to all, everyone in Mixland, all future listeners, or good afternoon or good morning, depending when you listen to it. Everyone or the one. I think the one at the moment. We'll see. Um, now, Jane, you are refreshed from Sunday's excursions? Still tired, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Talk Sleep deprived, definitely. Yeah, because Sunday was not great weather-wise. It was awful and it's a long driving up anyway. How long did it take you to get there? What time did you leave, get there? Um, I left my house at half ten. But I had like a stop on the way to get people to go up there. We didn't get there till I want to say five, half five. Seven so hours. Practically took yeah seven hours, and then didn't get home till half two, three o'clock. Yeah, it's just two hours. Hours. When I last went to Manchester, it took me seven or seven and a half hours. Got diverted through Stoke, and it was terrible. Actually. Yeah, but also don't help Dane when they change kickoff time to 6.45. Exactly, no, yeah. No thoughts of any Chelsea support was there, is there? Exactly, and you're doing that on a Sunday. I was doing it on a Friday, uh, early Friday afternoon. So we're, and then when, by the time I was getting to the edge of Manchester, obviously it was, uh, it was uh, you know, everyone sort of trying to get home from work or going out or whatever. But Sunday, yeah, oh, it's awful. They keep doing that, though, don't they? Sunday early evening kickoff, dear lord. Yeah, it's their like prime time slot, isn't it, Jane? But it seems to be us quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like we're the only team that gets a six forty-five kickoff. I think, yeah, we've had about four or five games at that time. Yeah, Liverpool away, so long journey. Yeah, United away. We had Brighton away. Reading. Brighton away was. And we've got Reading. Yeah, Brighton's not far from me, so I'm not counting that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Reading at home, which is not too bad for Reading, because Reading's not far from London, but some of these other games are a bit stupid. And obviously you have to drive there yourself because the club put on no coaches. Yep, yeah, it was a long drive we had to do because of the men were playing at Arsenal. The club didn't want to put on any coaches, which is even more annoying. But hopefully our next sort of away games they'll help us with transport yeah it was a full well, when we went to Brighton obviously it was full because like, it's close to most people it's not far to Crawley um, it seemed like there was a, a good few there still a few made the trip but how what was it like the Chelsea end um, there was quite a few Chelsea fans in sort of where we were sitting there was a few United fans amongst us I don't know how they managed to buy the tickets in a Chelsea away end um, but yeah it did fill up Traffic coming into the ground, it was quite bad. I think it took us about half hour, 45 minutes to get parked. Um, and the ground did slowly start to fill up. And by kickoff, it was pretty much full. Um, but there were still quite a few empty seats. But the atmosphere overall was really good. Did you outsing United? Yes. Well, we tried to. Well, <laughs> yes, is good enough. Um, talking of the crowd, Dane, is another record for the WSL this season United at the Lee Sports Village um, and another one that involves Chelsea we had I think Brighton beat their record at, at the Crawley Stadium which was against Chelsea everyone just loves to come and see us don't they yeah yeah no let's give some some you know a small bit of praise for United they, they, they were in a good moment 
you know, they, they, they'd won quite a lot of games, top of the league, uh, obviously, enthusiasm high. And we can still say, like we did last week, you know, we're still being bounced off of off, off winning the Euros, the Lionesses. So, and as you say, you know, Chelsea being one of the best teams in in the country and, and, and in Europe and the rest of the world, it would be a good time to, to, to come and watch it. What was I, I, I thought was a good game under some fairly difficult conditions. But as I said, yeah, main night at the top, Big team coming into town, yeah. Why wouldn't you go and watch it? Yeah, you'd say the same about anyone not going next. The next home game, Chelsea have got at Stamford Bridge. You know, why wouldn't you go in a World Cup with no men's football and only the women's team left to play? Why wouldn't you go? Exactly that. Right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we're going to get into all the football uh, when we come back. So we'll be right back. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, welcome back to Wetsmo Kings Meadow. Let's get into the action then. Um, Chelsea lining up for this game in a 4-4-2 formation with Anne Katchenberger in goal. Uh, Neve Charles, Khadija Buchanan, Millie Brighton, Magda Eriksson made up the back four. Lauren James, Aaron Cuthbert, Sophie Ingall and Guru Wrighton were the midfield with Sam Kerr and Penilla Harder in attack. Chelsea used just two substitutions, bringing on Johanna Ritten-Canrid for Guru Wrighton in the 83rd minute and Jess Carter for Lauren James in injury time. This left Sachira Mosevic and Nick Nowen, Bethany England, Yves Perisay, Jesse Fleming, Altu Adelina and Emily Orman as unused substitutes. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 48% possession, 16 shots, 6 on target, 6 corners and 10 fouls to United's 52% possession, 7 shots, 2 on target and uh, 3 corners and 8 fouls, sorry. Um, Jane, I think we said this in the last couple of shows, but you know, the lineup sort of what we would expect it to be. I think the question was the right back in this game against United's attacking sort of prospects, but it was Neve Charles who got the nod. Aside from that, no real question marks, was there? Um, yeah, no, I think it's sort of what everyone sort of expected. I think it helped with Neve getting called up to the England squad for um, sort of this week, next week. I think that sort of pushed her to get that start to sort of show why she deserves to be in that England squad. But the rest of it, with the players we had, I wasn't sort of shocked that who started or anything. Yeah, the only sort of question, Dane, was um, how are they going to line up? Um, it looked to me as if it could have been a 3-4-3, three, three, um, but at kickoff it was a 4-4-2. Um, and it sort of evolved into a 4-2-3-1 as well at times. What did you make of the decision to make it a 4-4-2? It's quite an old school formation, but it seems to be coming back into fashion. Which, 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 in a lot of elements, sort of become a four-two-four as well. You know, as I said earlier, we've gone to the the current league leaders. You know, with 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 four four attacking players, and in, in obviously James Hardiker and Wrighton, and we know that Cuthbert, you know, is, is, is likes to roam as well. We, we have obviously Sophie protecting the defence and and those runs from Erin, uh, even though they're a little bit few and far between. She she will sort of like hover on the edge of the box, but. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. You know, we was we was debating whether it'd be three at the back or four at the back, and I had Parisay in. Uh, so I was surprised when Neve was in. Not disappointed because you know she she, she doesn't let anyone down. 
She can play in a number of positions, which she's seen quite comfortably. And uh, I remember saying in recent weeks, it'd be interesting to see how her career evolves over the next few years. And if she she does like uh, settle down in, in, in a position for Chelsea or, or, or anyone else, or indeed it's just this sort of player that you need within a squad. But I thought it was brave by us. Uh, but, you know, I'm always for, uh, you know, backing yourself, you know, a couple of times, no, only once this season, I think, where I've been a little bit surprised with our with, with our tactics, and I thought we was a little bit defensive when we went to to Paris to PSG, but it worked. So it shows what I know, and we come away with a result. But today, with with the tactics and with the selection, I thought it was it was extremely positive. Yeah, but obviously we're going to get into the whole game as we go on. But what I've written down, Jane, is the formation breathed in and out. Um, now, what I mean by this is when we breathed in, when we defended, it was compact 4-4-2, uh, two lines of four, and it made it difficult for players like Ella Toon and Alessia Russo to get on the ball. And as we breathed out and attacked, it went into this 4-2-3-1 with the attacking players getting forward and supporting Sam Kerr. What did you make of it from your view behind the goal? Yeah, I think the formation did really work. And like you said, it seemed to sort of change as we sort of was attacking and defending. And I feel like United didn't really have opportunities to sort of get through our defence at the time they did. I don't know how many shots they had or what their sort of statistics was for the game. But I feel like whatever Emma had spoken to the team about, it definitely had worked. It came up in the first half. They had no shots on target. They said no shots, but they had one because they made, um, I think Millie Bright made an error and they had a chance um, or it deflected off Anne Katrenberger. She made a save, but they didn't... Yeah, I think... There was definitely one. I can't remember what. I think if you look at the stats, it would say that it was a one-sided game, but I think it wasn't. I think it was a lot more closer than just go. You have a stats do, especially for the first half. I thought they were very favourable for Chelsea, which just goes to show that you know what you see with your eye and what you what you jot down based on uh, shots on on target, off target, and corners are, are are literally two different things. Yeah, exactly that. Um, one change that did happen, Dane, was in the back four, and it was Buchanan. On the right-hand side, instead of Millie Bright, she played as the left centre-back. McCannon as the right. Did, do you think that helped her? Because I thought she was much more solid in this game than we have seen her defensively. Um, great, again, with the ball coming out. Yeah, I, sometimes sometimes I think... I don't know if it's the commentators get a little bit complacent with with with, with her defensive ability. You know, one one time she, she knocked a ball over a player's head and passed it off, and it was it was it was... It was world class esque, and I, I, you know, my bottom lip dropped, and there was hardly any sort of mention of it. It was just, oh, that was that was well played, and I think sometimes you 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 should go over the top for for, for some of these wonderful plays, but you know, her levels have been slowly creeping up uh, positively from the start. Again, it's adjusting to to a whole new life, you know. New club, new country, a new game, new set of teammates, and 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 she's getting a lot better, and. You know, again, what the tactical eye of the coaches see uh, is sometimes different from us. That's why they get paid <laughs> extremely well and they're in such high-profile jobs and we're not. But we've obviously thought that, you know, with 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 the, some... You've you got some good attacking uh, threats within within the United team and by just putting Kadisha on the right, right, that will help. And, and I think it did work because, obviously... Apart from the goal, which we're going to talk about later, you know, I think defensively we were very good. Yeah, I think we 
we definitely held you like the uh, bay. Uh, Dane, uh, Jane, sorry, what did you make of Buchanan on the right? Because you played there um, for Leon a number of years with uh, Renard on the left side. Um, it meant Milly had to swap, swap over, but as Dane said, we looked quite solid defensively for most of the game. Yeah, there was only a couple of times sort of when Buchanan had the ball, I sort of thought, oh my God, like, what's she doing? But only sort of a few odd times. But other than that, I feel like she did have a really good game. I think she is sort of now finally sort of settling into the team and sort of playing her best. Yeah, this does mean, though, Dane, that Mag Derrickson is back at left-back. Um, it's causing quite the stir. Um, she had a compilation clip made on Twitter. Um, I think it's CFCW Comp who does them all the videos. Obviously, players do look great in these compilations because it's just their good moments, not the yes. bad ones. But um, she had I a good wish game. some made of me when I played football. Yeah, that was on uh, Betamax. Sure <laughs> I'll watch that. Um, I thought she had a good game overall, but still, I think I think we left wanting, and that's why I thought it would be a three at the back. Maybe swap that now to get Magda more central and get her on the ball a bit more. Yeah. Uh, again, sometimes it, it, it's for lack of. It's, it's for lack of pace, you know, pacey wingers, uh, wide midfielders can get in behind her. Uh, I thought she had a fairly solid game, like you said. So so the combination made, was it all of her best bits? It's like everything she'd done in the game. So, And, and how did it make her look, good or bad or not okay? No, she looked, looked amazing. She looked amazing when that's fair yeah. play. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of times, you know, with, with Nikita Paris, you know, she started to find her form again playing for United. She clearly struggled at Arsenal, whether it was the tactics or, you know, living in the capital or the manager or or, or, or the teammates or whatever. But she she started to look lively. I thought she had a quiet game and uh, she always she always plays on Ericsson's side. They have a good old battle, as, as we've all noticed over the years, like to give each other a little kick. Uh, sometimes you know they get away with it. Sometimes if he's innocent or not, as as Nikita was holding her head and the nearest player to her was obviously Magda, which 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 was quite funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought she had a good game. You know, as I said, you know, as as uh, as as some 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 of the squad players have to adapt. You know, she 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 is our captain. She has to adapt to whether it's a three or a four. And I thought she'd done a good job. Yeah, I think she was wearing concrete shin pads. Um, that's why it hurt so much. Um, now, Jane, in the first half, I thought we were, we were dominating, but we weren't really creating many amazing chances. I think Harder had a header and Kerr had a header as well that both didn't trouble Mary Earps. But the, the one big chance was for Guru Wrighton, and it looked like she slipped when I was watching it on the TV or my laptop. Um, but the replays obviously show that she was absolutely clattered by Maya Letizier. Uh, one because it was your end, wasn't it? Could you tell straight yeah, away? It was down our end. I think I didn't see it like properly, but obviously, instantly, as soon as someone goes down in the penalty box, I feel like everyone's just like, Yes, yeah, the penalty. Um, I just presumed because everyone else said it was a penalty, I presumed it was. And when I did see the replay back, I was like, Yeah, it definitely should have been a penalty because she didn't even touch the ball. Um, but I feel like that's sort of the one chance we had in the first half, it obviously was just taken away from us because of the dodgy refereeing as per usual again again yeah Dane do you think she was too honest because she tried to get up like if she would have gone down appealing that I think she gets well, it yeah it's a hard one wasn't it it was you know because she clearly reacts and her, her whole facial expression shows that it's to whether her slipping or whack on the knee but did did I hear correctly if it was only 
our captain who actually appealed for it. Uh was been over on, on that left. But yeah, it was it must have been a hard, clearly a hard one to see for the linesman. Could have been bodies in the way and, and for the referee. And you know, first of all, we actually I had to watch it two or three times to, to realise that Maya, who I did think had a, had a good game, I think she would run ragged to an extent, but, you know, that would be good for her future. And, you know, we, we've talked about her positively in the past when she was at Brighton and she's settling in, in, in at centre-back at United and we've seen her play like defensive midfield and, and right-back and sort of hope that she might sign for us. But I thought she she, she shared, shared a good game, even I thought Kerr took her into places she didn't really want to go. Uh, but yeah, obviously it was the, the referee and the officials unsighted. We haven't got VAR uh, obviously involved. So yeah, when you looked at it back and slowed it down, you could see why it wasn't given. Although it was a penalty, and and and, and if we would have drew, drawn or lost that game, then yeah, it would have been a massive talking point that we would have been uh, obviously going back to. Yeah, I've, I've always want to find it. I've lost it, but it was a tweet by an Arsenal or a United fan. It was like the list of goals by penalties, and obviously Chelsea were top. But how oh, many I saw that earlier. Yeah, how many we haven't actually had were penalties. Is probably double the number of goals scored. Actually, well, don't foul us in the box, and we won't get penalties and score them. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's as simple as that, really. I mean, there was two against Brighton that we should have had that didn't get nothing. But yeah. in, even in that game, Jane, it, we didn't really appeal for those. I'm thinking maybe we need to be a bit more vocal in our demanding yeah, for them. I feel like the Brighton game, they sort of just got down and I think where the ground was too wet, they didn't really want to lay and roll around on the floor to try and sort of appeal. But I feel like we do need to just sort of stay down. If they know it's a penalty, stay down. Hopefully the refs will give it our way. Yeah, I mean, Richard Mixler says that players shouldn't have to appeal to get fouls against them. Uh, but it was strange that Guru didn't appeal for the penalty. And I agree, Rich, you shouldn't have to appeal. The ref should see it, but... Do you she think the way she was falling back, she 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 might not have, she felt some sort of contact, but did she know if it was herself? I know, you know, obviously when you've played football, you, you, you do know when you've got a kick or a knock or a, a trip, but, you know, you don't, I suppose you don't know the science of it. If, she, if, if, if there was an impact, as I said, she was falling back, she was slipping already and got a little bit of a kick. So maybe she just didn't put two and two together. I don't know. I think she thought she could get up and get the ball before. Maybe it was too late, yeah. Back, and then she obviously slipped again, mm. and that that didn't help. But yeah, refereeing and WSL something that needs uh, looking at, shall we say? Um, right, we're going to take a short ad break here uh, before we get into the second half. Uh, before we do that, a reminder that our summer series celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the Chelsea FC Women's Team is available in full on our Patreon page. Subscription costs you five pounds per month, and in return, you get access to interviews with Tony Farmer, the man who created the team. George McAlas, who managed the team from 2002 to 2005, and Matt Beard, who was Chelsea's coach before Emma Hayes. Uh, you also get early access to this podcast. So if you're not listening live, it goes on Patreon first before it gets released um, wherever you listen, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Um, so if you head to www.patreon.com forward slash went to Kings Meadow, uh, you can sign up there. So we will be right back. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the second part of episode 90 of Wentzmo Kings Meadow. Uh, now, in the first half, Jay and I tweeted, it seems our best form of attack is to let United try and pass the ball out from the back. Um, and in the second half, that sort of became true when... It was Maria that passed to Sam, uh, to Sophie, sorry, and she passed to Sam who scored the goal. United really struggled again. It was like the same match we played last year where we won 6 1. Yeah, I feel like the, they come out the second half and it was like a whole different game that was being played. I felt like we come out sort of determined to win this somehow and sort of United come out sort of sitting back, back still, sort of was just taking it slow and easy. Yeah, it's something that Mark Skinner said after the game, Dane, about he doesn't want his players never to try a pass. But, I mean, the amount that they were going straight in the first half was ridiculous. So then, obviously, Chelsea punished them early on in the second. Um, it seems pretty crazy to me. If your players just can't pass, don't ask them to. But he seems set in his ways. Yeah, like 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 many managers within games of, all, of both sides, you know, women and men's, you know, they they have their philosophy and they they, they want the passing out from the back because they think you know they can sucker your teams in and then they'll have an advantage if they beat that press. Uh, but you're right, you know, it's you know it's a little bit scrappy, heavy passes, touches, overhit passes. I thought both defences looked fairly decent without being threatened too much. But the second half, I thought obviously United started better uh and you're right you know we've seen sloppy passes from his teams before and uh it was a sloppy pass which obviously helped us and 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 Sam get a goal which which he took you know remarkably well I've it's so so easy to to sometimes judge a performance and you know you what what your eye and brain tell you and Sam Sam 
with possession wise, wasn't having a particularly great game. But as I said about five minutes ago, she was taking Maya, Maya, Letizia, and and Millie Turner into places they didn't want to go with, with unselfish running. You know, she she's so fast and just by just causes spaces for other midfielders and. As I sort of alluded to a couple of weeks ago, you know, un- unless it's it's ridiculous amount of games she hasn't scored, she, she, she's a world class talent. So you you allow herself to play herself into form, and it just goes to show, as I said, particularly not great in possession, although her her running was great, and then that that finish was 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 really good, was 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 really really good and so impressive. And straight away, I thought that's you know that's why you don't take her off when when the game's like that. Yeah, when the goalkeeper doesn't move. You know, yeah. it's the finish. Um, now, as I said, Jade, it was Sophie Ingle that got the interception, the pass from uh, Maria Forestotti. Um, and that's what Sophie's great at reading the game, isn't she? It's what she brings to the team. She knows how to put herself in the right position at the right time. And also she can play the pass forward as well. She's not just getting the ball and not knowing what to do with it. Um, what did you make of, of that move and of her game as well? Yeah, I think Sophie overall had a really good game. She sort of knows what to do and can sort of see gaps that other players can't. And when she does get the ball, she just sort of goes forward instead of sort of passing it backwards. So I feel like a lot of the team did in that game. They sort of got the ball, passed it back, and then we were sort of back in square one. But it was good that she managed to sort of get the ball, pass it to Sam, and eventually get the goal. Yeah, she should have had another assist for Sam as well. She chipped it in and Sam had the header. She put it wide. I don't know how she missed. It was easier to miss than it was to score. Yeah, but uh, she's, she, she wasn't getting a lot of game time early on, was she? But she screens the she screens the defense so well. She the, the men's game haven't seen a player like that since Matic, and another one you can easily see. Uh, look at a, a, a style of play and think you're not playing well. But no one has screened that Chelsea men's defense better since the match is left and he's he's been gone quite a while and, and that's what Sophie brings to the team. I don't think there's as many other. I know Kadisha can play a defensive midfield, which most uh most top European centre backs can play as 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 we've seen in both both forms of the game. Uh but yeah, when you've got her in the team, as Jane said, you know, you've got protection You've got areas, you know, she 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 puts out fires, which is another cliche saying. And yeah, again, very impressive. And 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 uh, you know how she how she reads the game like a couple of seconds before it happens. And and uh, yeah, I thought she was brilliant. Yeah, well, we've obviously seen Erin play on her own at the base of the midfield. Obviously, a ball playing midfielder who likes to get the ball from the defense, turn and pass it. But we would always see Sophie play in these big games because that's where you need a sort of experience and her knowledge of where to intercept passes and stop counter-attacks also United want to do because they're very quick in their attack. Mm. Now, the last thing I want to talk about that goal, Jane, was the celebration. You know, I love a good celebration. Um, I've got one for went to Kings Meadow when we interview a player one day. Um, <laughs> maybe when we all move to America, we'll get one on the show. Um, I'm going to teach them it and then they're going to do it in the game it's going to be amazing but until then we've got to deal with what we've got and that little salute to the crowd knee slide I thought that was great it was I say <laughs> I didn't actually see the celebration until after because I couldn't actually see what was going on that end of the pitch but just sort of I feel like they've been rehearsing celebrations in training this last month I feel like they're getting better and better but it, just the way she looked at them and did it she said in the game against the Albanian team, she wanted to sort of try and gear their fans up, but she was like, oh, I better not, just in case they sort of 
start something. So I think she was she was ready for when it comes to United. She was going to do something to sort of annoy them. Yeah, she knew that they weren't going to jump over the fence. I don't think it helped. Before she scored, she slipped over in the box yeah. and sort yeah. of just fell to the floor. And they were all singing to her like, you fell over quite sort of loudly. So I think that sort of geared her up that little bit more to think, right, I'm coming back for you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that, yeah, because she fell over, didn't she? And she, one, one, one of Sam's best traits is she, she never looks serious or angry, apart from when if you try and run on the field and interrupt a, a, a game of football. <laughs> apart from that, she, uh, yeah, she even laughed at herself when she slipped over, and uh, but it, it, it was quite funny that within within minutes she, she scored, and yeah, that was a, yeah. That's a very satisfying celebration. Yeah, more celebrations, please. Um, now, talking of celebrations, it was 2-0, four minutes after that goal. Um, Dave, it was a real tap-tap-boom Chelsea goal, as we like to call it. It was Millie Bright with a left-footed ball over the top to Sam, as you said, selfless running. Yeah. She got in the channel and, and got on the ball, played it into Lauren James, and again, she made a great finish, as she always does. But that's a, a typical Chelsea goal, isn't it? Yeah, really enjoyed that goal. As I said, again, you know, Millie Bright with, with, with her raider on, Sam with her unfinished, uh, unselfish running, and 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 you know what a finish. You know, we were so we we're so full of praise of, of of Lauren last week. You know, and she had the audacity to follow up with that performance and that goal. Uh, you know, and it she just made it look so easy and casual, which which it was not. You know, she had to time her run at a certain time, and it was on her unfavoured left foot. With ease into the bottom corner, and and you know if you're watching, if you've watched the last couple of games, and and not you don't know a lot about football or just getting into it, don't know a lot about Lionesses or Lauren James in particular, you're thinking, wow, this is like a mainstay in 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 the team. This is like a spread. This is our best player, you know, because you, you obviously get, you can get carried away and, and sucked into to the two games you've seen and. Weeks ago, was talking about you know if you're a forward for Chelsea, assistant goals have to come for you to be a success and. You know, without getting carried away, it, it, it's risen. It's ri- risen within weeks, and you know, I'm I, I'm all for it. You know, we are all for it. it. We've got such a talent on our hands. You know, thank God she didn't settle in Manchester. Thank God, you know, they 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 came to an agreement for us to sign her. Thank God, you know, Emma Hayes just took our time. You know, let her bed in. A season's a long time to bed in, you know. What I mean, not even a couple of weeks, not even a couple of months, and 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 we're reaping the rewards now. And I said, let's get carried away because she, 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 you know, w- w- this is a ride that we're all going to be on together, and it's it's, it's going to be amazing to view. Because as I've said in recent weeks, the levels that Lauren can can reach are are, are almighty. Yeah, exactly that. And as as Dane said, Jane, it was an incredible finish, wasn't it? Into the bottom corner. Erps again with no chance, not conceded a goal all season and concedes two in four minutes. Yeah, I feel like if anyone was to score in that game, it had to be Lauren. I know I said last week I wanted Lauren to score just to sort of silence United fans because they kept going on when we signed her, how she weren't playing and we brought her for no reason. But I'm glad I'm glad she got the goal. Um, and yeah, not the best for Mary Earps, her 150 appearance and conceding goals um, I'm sure that will be one she won't remember um, but yeah I'm glad Laura managed to get a goal against them do you yeah. think as well that the the, the the potential of of again you know I can only say so much she hasn't played a lot of football didn't play a lot for us last season lots of substitute appearances only one goal uh, maybe the odd assist but 
this is this is this is what a bit of confidence has, has done to her. So you get a whole season, two seasons down the line, the potential is 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 astronomical and you know, I can't under understate how hard that chance was. Uh, and she essentially made it look easy, which just shows the talent. And this is a this is a player who's only, you know, only scored her first goals last week. So, you know, the confidence is clearly in. She's always been a confidence player. You know, we've always seen she can do things around the box in the areas and you sort of wince and moan. And, oh, my God, she's that's a bit tight there. And when she gets out of it, she wriggles out of it. And as I said, doesn't look fast, but she is fast because she gets away with players. And they're already fouling her quite a lot in that first half, trying to pull her back. But as I said, wow, it's it's... You know, we, we'd have to bite our lip if we we're watching uh, 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 Lauren James playing for another club, knowing her connection to Chelsea with the brother and the family, and if if she was at another club. But we are we are very lucky, and and hopefully it will be a, a you know like a match to made in heaven with our coaching staff, with the teammates, and with her because she's a great age and she looks like a sponge. She's clearly learnt that year last year taught her so well and blabbling on but blabbling on out of excitement because wow yeah you'd you'd pay you'd you it'd be the ones you know you you you'd you'd gladly pay every week just to watch her play yeah well, you're always allowed to babble on about laura james because she <laughs> absolutely deserves it and we spoke about great celebrations jane and this was another one kissing the badge in front of the united fans in front of casey stoney who was at the game the manager obviously mistreated her um in front of mark skinner that was the cherry on top of the cake, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was sort of knowing sort of everyone was there, especially sort of Casey Stoney. And I think it makes it better because they did, although it was annoying they can see the other end of the pitch because it made us made it harder for us to see. Um, but it was it, it was nice to see her do that and sort of do it in front of them as well. Yeah, also, so what, what's the exact story we know about it then? Do we do we know an official story or they just didn't get on, they didn't see eye to eye or the, the there's no official story. Okay. The there's United the side. Story. Okay, the United side. Which, which is? She stayed down in London a lot, um, trained bad, um, then was injured. Uh, the Chelsea side is that she was injured and they played her. Oh. Um, so she was badly injured when she came to Chelsea. Um, and I think there was rumours that she got COVID and then she had long COVID and they didn't support her and... There's loads of different rumours, so who knows? This is when United were training in uh, porter cabins and stuff, and getting changed um, <laughs> in like portal before training <laughs> to the side of the pitch on that. So um, yeah, next Chelsea, Casey Stoney. Uh, she's doing a really good job in San Diego Wave at the moment. Uh, so the truth Shane, is somewhere yeah. in the middle. Yeah, the truth is somewhere in the middle, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually is. Yeah. But she's playing well and scoring for Chelsea, so all works out in the end, I suppose. Um, and as Rich said on Mixler, I've yet to see someone who can get the ball off LJ. She's getting better at combinations with the rest of the team. She started scoring. The biggest compliment you can say is it looks so easy for her at times. And I think the combination thing is the great point, isn't it, Dave? Because she looks to really connected with Sam Kerr as well. Yeah, with Sam, with, with Penel, she looks like she's got a good relationship with Aaron. You know, it's just it's just all falling lovely, lovely into place. And you know, as 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 we were talking about, as as I said earlier, you know, you need the goals and assists to come. Otherwise, you're you're what are you going to become? You know, one of the big clubs in the world, our forwards need to be scoring and assisting, and that's what they all do. And now we've just added. Now we're now Lauren is coming into that, and and 
you know, it, it's hard to say consistent because consistency has to be over a number of games, like we've seen with 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 Fram, Fran and 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 Peniel and Sam and 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 when Bethany gets her chance. But what we're seeing now is the start of something that could potentially become consistent. And you know, maybe people listening say, "Oh, he's getting a little bit carried away." It's easy to do get carried away when you see such stellar performances, you know, twice in a row. But yeah. It, it, it looks like, as you said, you know, that, that year bedding in, because because what we don't see is is the training together. You know, we're, what we saw last year was was Lauren not getting a lot of a chance. Lauren maybe getting three minutes here, four minutes here, five, 20, 10, 15, if she's lucky. But what we're not seeing is the training. So the relationships have been built up for months. But then it's got obviously got to work on the pitch. And now we're seeing that. And now it clearly looks like she's been there a lot longer than she has. But obviously, all, you know, they train a lot. So... Yep, so it's all paying off. Um, Jane, I thought after 2-0, it looked like it was going to be game over. United seemed a bit shell-shocked to what happened. And then out of nowhere, Erin makes a mistake, uh, passes the ball straight to Ella Toon, who plays it straight to Russo. And to be fair to, to Alessia Russo, the finish was excellent. Uh, mm. The out was really difficult. Anne Katrenberger made herself big, did everything she could. It seemed to come out of nowhere. Was that sort of the same reaction in the ground, watching it live? Sort of, oh, hang on a minute, United have just scored. Yeah, sort of a bit like, oh, like shocked us, sort of, oh, what's happened? But Erin did come over to us at the end and apologised for her mistake. She did she did joke and was like, oh, I thought I was going to get sacked in the morning for it. But she said, like, we'll go on to. She made up for it and she was she was devastated what she did. Um, she said she hadn't been feeling very well, so I don't know if that sort of was on her mind. Um, but she she said sorry, but she definitely did make up for it in the end. Yeah, she probably annoyed someone keeps tweeting they're signing new contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Pest. Into, uh, Pest. Yeah. Pest. <laughs> waiting for the police to knock on the door, actually, and tell me to stop tweeting. <laughs> um, Dave, uncharacteristic from Erin, though, to make a pass like that. But obviously, when mm. the ball goes to two, Russo's already for on goal. Is there any question mark about the position in the back four there, or is it just it just happened too quickly for the back four to be in any better shape than they was? Well, like you said, it was unchrist. Uh, so I can't get that word out. But like you said, well, they're not expecting her not to make that pass. You know, let, let's say it the way it was. It was sloppy, lazy pass, which swung all our hard work and momentum into the hands of United. And as a defensive player, you, when you've been like defending your heart out, you know, that would have annoyed the freaking hell out of you uh, because they'd earned and deserved that clean sheet so far. But Aaron makes that pass. I can't say 10 times out of 10 because she didn't make it then. So nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, whatever way you want to look at it. So yeah, yeah. As a, I suppose as a professional footballer, you've got to, you've got to, you know, you be aware and, and be on, be on the front foot for any time that something, something's going to happen. You know, you always see like sometimes if a forward, like a little bit lazy and the ball goes off the box, you say you need to anticipate it just in case the goalie's going to fumble it or it's going to hit the post and you can have a nice tap in. So it's maybe, but if they're doing that, they're doing that for every single pass that midfield make within that, within their own half, within the whole game. They've got to anticipate will a mistake can be hard there. So it's hard to keep keep on keep keep on check and keep fully, fully, fully visioned for that whole time. But you know, Erin coming uh, coming back and apologising that just sums her up really. She doesn't have to uh, performances an hour to make one mistake but in that game unfortunately it did give them momentum for a good 10-15 minutes and luckily we, we held out but it just goes to show the player she were she is you know a maturity and her character 
you know, she shrugged it off. She didn't sulk. She didn't let it affect her game. She got back on with a job, you know, within within minutes, as 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 we saw, which which then led to to our third goal and 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 the deflection, which I think she deserved because I didn't think her performance deserved that mistake. Uh, but going back to Lesser Russo, yeah, you know, similarities to to, to Lauren having a connection to, to to Chelsea, and you know, we we, we all know she, she played for our youth sides, and then she moved on to to move. I think she moved up to America, didn't she? And she, and she got uh, to get herself playing, and and had had quite a good career over there. And I am I am right, aren't I? I'm not getting her mixed up with someone else. She did go up to America, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Bless you. Yeah, uh, and and she's come back, and she she you know she she she's one of our one of our top forwards in the game. And it was a great finish. I thought she looked leggy. I didn't think she looked fit, uh, but, you know, she, she's got a finish on her. And, you know, it, we all watched her through the Lionesses for the summer thinking, you know, maybe she should have got a, a, a chance and 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 should have started more. But she she played a massive role in, a, in the Lionesses winning the Euros. And, yeah, you can't give her that space. But as you said, it was a little bit behind her as well. It was a, it was a great, great finish, though, from her. Yeah, that's enough for United. Um <laughs> I feel bad because I tweeted Erin a Scotland meme, which was bad against Scotland. Um, and she said, sorry, I feel bad for that now. I'll say sorry tomorrow, I think. One Did day she tomorrow. say sorry to you or sorry to... No, she said sorry to making the mistake. I oh, sorry, yeah. So she, so she still happen. hasn't replied to you. Sorry, okay, that's fine. I think she <laughs> muted me, to be honest. I'm waiting for it to say blocked. <laughs> um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Um Please, please reply to me no. if you're listening. That was it. I was going to talk about the momentum shift, as Dane mentioned. Jane, could you feel it in the ground? Because you can see it on TV. You can see the momentum shifting towards United after that goal. Do you feel it as well when you're there? Yeah, I feel like after that sort of their goal went in, I sort of felt like they were determined to get sort of a third. They did want to make it easy for United. Um, what minute did United score? Does anyone actually know? 71, innit? 71 or 74, 75? Uh, oh, so they still had sort of like 15 minutes to sort of play. And I did think, I sort of knew we was going to get a goal somehow, just didn't know when it was going to happen and if it was going to happen. But I think the whole team sort of worked together to sort of get that final goal to sort of secure the win. But that was their best 10 minutes of the game, wasn't it? Let's be honest. They, they, although, you know, they huffed and puffed in the first half. They started the second half good, a lot better than they were in the first half. But when they had that momentum and it swung that way, they had a good 10 minutes and all of the players started to, you know, they all started to want the ball more. They started to look, look a lot more livelier, uh, which, which is obvious. And they got the crowd behind them and geared them up. So that was their best 10 minutes of the game, which did wouldn't have exactly have, have, have been deserving of an equaliser, but if they would have got it, then yeah, I did feel as though Dane, we were we was dropping deeper and deeper as that United had that momentum. Yeah, which oh, is really? it's natural to do that, but at the same time, I was thinking, okay, let's make a substitution now then and try and break up this game a bit. But we didn't. Fleming, yeah, I was right. Fleming to come on. Yeah, what well, did you make a decision not to? Because I felt like it was needed. Surprised, but... surprised, very unlike us, you know. And you don't know who, who who's in control of the subs if it is actually Emma or, or not, you know. To then to look back and think, okay, how many subs did we actually make? Only two. Wow, you know. I thought, I thought, uh, I thought, you know, you you might have needed uh, Fleming's energy to come on and just a busyness. But then are you then sucking into the fact that that they are attacking you? Uh, so do you play devil's advocate and bring on another forward? Uh, is 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 a hard decision. Obviously, it worked in the end. It worked in the end. We still did. Well, didn't we? we didn't we have a chance in in, in between that uh, where Sam 
missed that quite easy header, which I actually jumped up before it was in. Wasn't that in between them attacking us and we sort of broke? Was that was that correct or would that? I do I do remember that because I remember sort of going to cheer and then I was like, oh, it's not even gone in. But I don't know when it was. I don't know when that was. I'm sure that was in their best moment, United's best moment. We broke and 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 it was a great ball to the far post. I can't remember. Was it Sophie? Someone. It was. It, oh yeah. It was a great ball. And I, yeah, I thought it was in. I thought it was easy. But you know, we, we Sam. Yeah, yeah. She, unfortunately, she missed that. Yeah, uh, as we know, though, we did hang on and, and get the win in the end, and it was sealed in injury time with that Aaron Cuthbert goal. Um, Jane, her first of the season is the first Chelsea goal this season outside of the box. Um, did take a deflection, but again, you know, a great strike. It has to have the power on to obviously beat the goalkeeper as it did. Um, and a, I'll call it still a great finish. I'll say it was a great goal, but I'll be honest, I didn't actually see it, and I've still not seen the replay back. I just saw it go in, but just didn't see how. But I'll take everyone's word for it. It was a brilliant goal. But yeah, I actually haven't had a chance to sort of watch that goal back. Okay, I lost someone that did see it then. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, as an ex-goalkeeper myself, Dane, I heard Mary Oates call for the ball. Uh, Maya Letizia ignored her and tried to clear it, and that's what gave the ball to to Erin, and it, she deflected it as well into the corner. Um. Again, United sloppy giving us the goals, but we've we've got to be clinical to pounce on the mistakes, haven't we? Yeah, as I said, I said quite early on, I thought Maya did have a good game, but she, you know, there was there was a, there was a few errors there, you know, which which will hope to eradicate out of her game as as years come on, and you know she's obviously broken to the England team, so England squad, you know, so there's there's potential signs there, but I thought Sam took her smartly into areas she didn't want to be and made her uncomfortable. And I also, that was a sloppy mistake, you know, what, what defenders do learn after a while. And that she needs to learn it quickly as you listen to your goalie. Otherwise, you're going to get an earful and you're going to probably be reminded about that for the rest of the week. Uh, but she, she, she obviously learned a big lesson from that. And But, you know, we, we took advantage just like they did when 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 Aaron, Aaron made the mistake. And fortunately for us, it was Aaron who, who capitalised on, on this mistake. And... You know, if you don't shoot, you don't score. So whether it got a deflection or not, it was obviously given to her because it was on originally on target. If 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 that is if that is the rule that they're still abiding to, and uh, as I said a couple of minutes ago, I think she deserved that luck because her performance didn't didn't uh, didn't really merit that that mistake. Uh, if we had a one two one, you know, it would have been easily forgotten. But for her then to, to go and score on the other end, you know, you know, good for her because as I said, she didn't let her head drop. Uh, extreme maturity, which we've seen. From her in the last like eighteen months, and and yeah, so impressed with with just how she responded to that mistake, really, because it's easy to suck yourself in and ever, you know, you want the ground or a hole to to open up and you to be sucked in. And we've seen uh, players, you know, players from from top levels, you know, go within themselves, you know, like a like a turtle back into their shell. But no, not Aaron. Yeah, I think we deserved the three one scoreline as well. I thought we were we were better than United throughout the whole game. Um, deserve to win. Um, the last question I want to ask you, Jane, obviously because you was at the game. Now I've been to a couple of matches before in the past for the men's team. Um, used two examples. One was we played Tottenham in the FA Cup semi final, and at the time Tottenham were in form and we were out of form. Um, the second was a cup final against Arsenal when Chelsea were the form team and Arsenal were not the form team. In the Tottenham game, Tottenham fans, you could feel it. They expected to win that game, expected to turn up and beat Chelsea. The Arsenal game, Chelsea fans, we expected to turn up and just beat Arsenal 
and the results were the other way around. We beat Tottenham and lost to Arsenal. Do you think United believed their own hype? Did you get a feeling that they thought they were going to win this game, that they were top of the league, undefeated, perfect start, no goals conceded, that they were going to just turn up and win this? Yeah, I think they did sort of turn up and think, oh, we've got this. They've obviously won all the games they've played. Like you said, they've not conceded a goal. But when you sort of look at the teams they've actually played to the start of the season, they've not played one single big club. So sort of our game was sort of the big game out of all the games they'd started with. Um, and I think they were still they were still determined to win, especially the fans. Obviously, the fans didn't stop the whole game. Um, but I feel like they weren't going to win sort of regardless. Yeah, always better to win that way when the team thinks they've got it in the bag and <laughs> they're talking about winning the title and then all of a sudden they get snapped back into reality. Um, they did this last season. Yeah. Come Christmas when they was top, they were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to Champions League. And then it went downhill. Yeah, and then they're playing Durham on a Thursday. Um, <laughs> that's tough. Um, now, we did hold our usual player of the match vote on Twitter. Um, the options were Lauren James, Sophie Ingle, Sam Kerr and Magda Eriksson. Um, Kerr got 18% of the vote, Magda got 19%, Ingle got 27%. And the winner with 36% was Lauren James. Um, I thought that's a bit harsh on, on Sophie, Dame who was my player of the match, but she scored the goal, kissed the badge, I think. Gives her that <laughs> push, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you. I think it is, yeah, you, you know, I think you are likely to give it to an attacking player because, you know, it's the razzmatazz of the game, isn't it? Scoring the, scoring the, the goal against your ex-team when there's a little bit of a frosty atmosphere there and, and the... Uh, the, the dogged displays that you don't notice of Sophie, you know, all that hard work, but is sometimes unappreciated. It, it, it's not exactly going to be put up in in the bright lights of the big city. Uh, I I voted for Lauren just on the fact that I think you know her game is upped and and she looks extremely confident. And there were certain times in 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 the game where she was our our most liveliest attacker and. You know, the old saying, yeah, I know obviously you got to you, you got to score more goals than them to win a game, but you also need your, your forwards to be on, on the top of their game. And I thought she was she was by far our most dangerous forward and uh, which is testament to the way she's playing at the moment. So I voted for her because I'm happy with, with her and her performances in recent weeks. And you got compared to where she is in her, her career compared to others. So it was a big game, big a lot of pressure for her. And she, she she took it in her stride. And as I said, I thought she was, when she was on the ball, I was like, something's going to happen here. When Sam and Peniel was on the ball, although both worked tirelessly hard, I, you know, you were, you wasn't sure if something was actually going to happen. Yeah. Jane, where did your vote go? And happy that Lauren was the winner? Yeah, my vote went for Lauren. I think she had sort of an overall brilliant performance. So that's why I voted for her. Yeah, well, can't say fairer than that. Um, the results elsewhere then, um, Leicester City lost 4-0 to Arsenal. Uh, Liverpool lost 1-0 to Aston Villa. Reading lost 3-0 to Man City. Uh, Tottenham versus Everton was postponed to Waterlog pitch. Um, West Ham lost 5-4 to Brighton. Then Man United lost 3-1 to Chelsea. Uh, five away wins, no draws. Um, in the WSL, um, Brighton having fun without Hope Powell, scoring five, conceding four. Good to see. Uh, that leaves the table looking like this. In top is Arsenal on 18 points, second Chelsea 18 points, third Man United 15 points, fourth Man City on 12 points, 
Fifth are Spurs on nine points. Aston Villa sixth on nine points, as are Everton in seventh and West Ham in eighth. Uh, Brighton are in ninth with six points. And then you've got Liverpool in tenth on three points. Reading in eleventh on three points. And Leicester bottom of the table still on zero points. Um, now, the table's a little bit confusing because Leicester, West Ham and Chelsea have all played seven. Um, Tottenham have now played five and everyone else has played six. Um, so... After Christmas, I think there's a few postponed games that are going to be played um, and get this table looking uh, in some sort of order. Um, anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, time now for our final ad break. Before we do that is the perfect opportunity to tell you that issue one of King's Meadow Chronicle, uh, the brand new Chelsea FC Wins Fantasy is still on sale. Um, issue one is available via kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com and issue two will be available at the Tottenham game at Stamford Bridge on November 20th. Um, just quickly, I had a bet with the Man United fanzine about the Chelsea and Man United games, and the winner gets half a page in the others' fanzine. So I've got half a page to fill of his fanzine uh, coming up. So I've got the idea ready. I've just got to make it, uh, which is the picture of Lauren James kissing the badge. Nah. And then the heading is um, a moment of silence for the haters. And then around it is all the tweets from fans about how she wasn't playing or Chelsea wasn't using it properly. Uh, most of them are boxy bait, so I need to find some more. But anyway, um, join us after this break when we've got uh, an email to read out. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the final part of episode 90 of Went to Make Kings Meadow. Time now for an email. Um, we've only got one, but I've got to read it out because it's come in. So, um, it's from Frankie Harrington. Um, you may know her as her game to CFC. Um, she says, hey, if you don't mind sharing my thoughts, Lauren James, player of the match. Of course, she is such a talent and deservedly so. However, Sophie Ingle has been most consistent. I want to say the typical solid 7 out of 10 every match so far this season. But feel that 7 isn't enough to highlight how important she has been for us. Therefore, 8 out of 10 for me. She is an unsung hero at the moment. Also love Erin Cuthbert's grit and determination, even to make up for her mistake. That's a special player playing for the shirt and she absolutely must sign a new contract. Thanks, Frankie. Um, Dane, I'll start with you on, on Sophie. I know we touched on her a little bit, but that solid out of consistent 7 out of 10, what you get, Frankie's spot on there, isn't she? And when she steps up a little bit, she goes to the 8s and the 9s and you need that sort of player, don't you? Oh, in the big games, as we said, you know, we could be in play in... You know, we could have a, a a team at home. We're comfortably winning five six nil, and 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 Sophie's like knocking out like a seven out of ten, and not, you're not noticing because it's more of an attacking game. But in this game, uh, the, the levels improve a lot more, and she goes to like a, an eight or a nine. And as I said, I wouldn't, I I, I wouldn't have a rating uh, much different from Lauren. You know, I'd even put, I would have even put Sophie's performance up as a nine out of ten if you're talking about an individual defensive. Defensive midfield performance. I thought she was an outstanding nine out of ten performance, but I just think Lauren's nine out of ten helped us to win. Obviously, yeah, it's a kind of contradiction because you need a you need Sophie putting out the fires as well, don't you? 
to to help Lauren then obviously go on and and, and do her bits by just how how Lauren's game has completely raised in recent weeks. That that's what put me to to put a, a player to match. But yeah, you got you got also sort of questioned Sophie early on in the season. You know, not getting a lot of a look in. Uh, it was a surprise seeing uh, she was one of the mainstay last seasons with Jess Carter, and they were both sort of sitting on the bench and. Sophie's managed to get herself back in in recent weeks. Obviously, Jess hasn't, but she goes to show you know, you know, you don't throw your throw your toys out of the pan, out of the pram, or spit your dummy out. You know, she's the ultimate professional, which I can only presume uh, a consistent performer at international level and club level. And you know, she she took it in her stride, got a chance, and 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 we're reaping the rewards. And we're so lucky, you know. She's one of many talented footballers we have in our squad, and you know, it just goes to show you know if you're not in at the moment then, you know, be ready because your chance will come. Absolutely. I mean, Frankie calls her the unsung hero. She's one of them players that perhaps you don't notice the job she does until she's not there doing it. I think uh, we have a few. I think we have a few unsung heroes. Yeah. And uh, Frankie obviously mentioned Erin maybe is a little bit more jazz, jazz, jazz surrounding Erin because of the position she has played in for Chelsea, you know, quite a number quite a number of ones and been involved in maybe more goals and more assists but you're right you know sometimes it's so easy just to to watch a game and get sucked in by the attacking brilliance of our forwards and not realize wow as i said sophie has as 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 screened scanned that defensive area so well and 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 just allowed us to be that and show that attacking intent yeah now as frankie mentioned erin jane um she mentioned the contract and why I'm so desperate for Erin to sign the contract is because I think she will be, or should be, Chelsea's next captain after Magda. Mm. Um, incredibly experienced at a young age. She comes over, apologises for playing one bad pass in 90 minutes. She's got that that attitude. She gives it all on the pitch, as as Frankie says, grit, determination. You know, she plays for the shirt every week. And she's a player we desperately need to re-sign, isn't, isn't she? Yeah, I think we're all sort of waiting for her to sign her new contract I feel like it is it's coming I've noticed her mum's been liking the tweets you've been um tweeting out so I feel like this could be like this could be a hint that she's gonna re-sign don't know when but I feel like a new contract is definitely coming oh so so sorry so Erin's been ignoring your tweets but Erin's <laughs> mum has been liking them but the link is Erin to Spain because of her friendship shall we say with some Spanish players Oh, okay. So, to Man United's Spanish right back after the game for mm. quite a while. So maybe her mum doesn't want her to move abroad. Maybe so that's she, why she's liking the tweets. So she's liking your tweets. Well, that's just good enough. That's that's good enough. <laughs> if 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 Aaron's mum's doing it, then that's just the same as Aaron. So yeah, I mean, Steve's been on the show, so we need to speak to Steve. Yeah, just get him to like one of your tweets at least. Get her down there with a pen. I know she's on international break at the minute, so. Yeah, very busy. Yeah, maybe she's too busy. Yeah, maybe she turned Twitter off for a couple of weeks. Yeah, especially your tweets. I think everyone turns Twitter off for her, I guess, because no one responds to me. <laughs> um, thank you, Frankie, for your email. If you want to get your thoughts heard on the show, you can do so by emailing us at um wentsmokingsmellow at gmail dot com. Uh, we'll read them out on the show. Um, just get them to us before eight o'clock on Tuesday when we record, and I'll add it in as we go. Um, now because there's only one email, I want to finish on. Maybe a controversial topic, which is Paul Green's post-match interview, where he said um, that we are getting back to our best. Um, was 
this, Dane, a great performance, or was it just clinical? Because we didn't create too many high-profile chances. We obviously pounced on United's mistakes. But he says we're getting back to our best. Is that something you agree with, or do you think it was just a clinical performance? And although we've not been playing great, we're winning games, and that's all that matters. Can't you have very good uh, forward stroke clinical? Uh, I think I think it was an all round very good performance. I thought some players didn't play at their level that we become accustomed to, but luckily then we have other players to step up as well. I thought attacking wise we were we were a little off, but you know you can't. Uh, take away the hard work that those forwards still put in with their, with their running, with Pennell's engine, you know, up and back, you know, I, I prefer a little bit similar to, 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 to you know, Skinner's, you know, I know he, he he's, he, he's not going to criticize a player making a mistake at the back because he wants them to play out from the back. You know, I, I remember sometimes, you know, if Millie's tries her long balls and they don't come off, I'm, I, I don't have a problem with that because you're trying to do something. I saw a famous, you know, obviously talking about Twitter, as 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 you mentioned, and no one likes to reply to you. You know, uh, Mason Mountain men's game gets lots of lots of um, lots of nasty tweets, lots of things about stats and possession and and pass percentage. And then someone put a tweet out today that uh, Fabregas had one of the lowest pass percentages in his in his time at Chelsea, but he was always trying to do something. He was trying to do some some sort of attacking style, so he was going to give the ball away. Uh, I don't know why I've gone to that really, but so <laughs> sort of went went down another uh, a different road. But I suppose what I'm just trying to say is that you know when 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 players are still trying to do something and and and, and it's so easy to criticise the performance and not think a player is at a top level, but the the effort and hard work is still in. And I think you know you got there was a little bit of Ferrar around uh, and Harrah around United. You know, rightly so they'd they'd, they'd won their games are at a top for a reason due to performances and, and we've gone there and in the end fairly comfortably come away with a 3-1 you know on another day like we saw last season we could have come away with a 6-1 when when people were firing so yeah I, I don't think we're, we're, we're still at that at those levels but you know you know a Chelsea team uh, playing that 7 out of 10 levels is still likely to win yeah uh, Jane as Dane says you know it was comfortable no getting away from that it was relatively stress-free this this result but do you think Chelsea are getting back to their best or they're just winning games as a habit that Chelsea do they win games it's just what we do um I think it's a tricky one I feel like they are sort of they're improving as the season goes on I think until the PSG game sort of the game of football the P- at the PSG game was sort of the best match I'd seen all season I know we'd only played a few games but I feel like sort of as the season progresses, we're sort of getting back to sort of winning sort of, not easily because some games sort of, we won quite difficultly. Um, but yeah, I do think we're sort of getting back to the sort of our normal selves. I don't think, the good thing is, I don't think like we've seen in previous seasons, we're not stagnated or limited to a certain formation 
or or or, or tactics and and recently you know i remember in, in recent shows of sorry not recent shows shows from last year where we've said are we still going to play free at the back it's not working you know and and we've stuck at it we've seen the season we, we we've changed formation and tactics quite a few times which shows that we're adaptable we've also got new players you know four or five new players adapting to our new team one of them is is in the heartbeat of, of the spine of our team in kadisha um uh, as i said you know Perisay, i can only presume eventually will be will be our our, our regular right back and and add all our lap with lauren coming into the team more this season unfortunately fran being out i think we're in a really good position and we're you know we're only going to improve and get better yeah i suppose second in the table jane level on points of arsenal though we have played the game more um at this stage of the season all seems to be going quite well doesn't it yeah, I think we're on track. There's nothing sort of to worry about. I think come after Christmas, obviously our first game back after Christmas is against Arsenal. I oh. think then is when sort of it hits us. That game is massive. Yeah, we've got to get through obviously the Champions League group stage first. Before that, and obviously we've got the big game at Stamford Bridge on November 20th. Um, tickets are still available. Um, I think for the Shed Upper is the last section to sell. Um, so if you want to come and watch Chelsea at Stamford Bridge when the World Cup's on, you can do that on November 20th. Um, and also we're going to discuss more like we've just done in our Talking Tactics podcast next week, as there's no game to review from the weekend. Um, although I need to speak to Ben and get that in the diary because we couldn't do the last one. Um, so hopefully we'll be back next Tuesday. We're going to talk about things like that, um, go more in depth on formations and tactics and players uh, specifically um, which should be fun um, sadly that is all we've got time for this week thanks to those who've listened along in Mixler and joined in on the chat page remember you can do so by downloading the Mixler app and searching for Went to Mo Kings Meadow uh, Jane good to see you um, if you're about next Tuesday you're obviously more than welcome to join myself and Ben talking tactics yeah it was good to be back and yeah if I'm around I'll join the podcast yeah or you can have a week off which is why I'm such a good boss, <laughs> how, isn't it? How generous of you, <laughs> isn't it, Dane? I, well, I don't know. Have I got a week off? I, I, I. No, you've given me an extension for my piece, which, which I appreciate. You've given me till Sunday to do it, which, which I'm over, I'm overjoyed about. Uh, <laughs> but I'd like to come on next week as well because, uh, yeah, I haven't been on with Ben for a while, and you know, as as I've said before, you know what you see with your eye, and then you can get a good mind like Ben. You've got a very good tactical mind, and he can sort of really educate you in in certain aspects of the game. So it is it is it is always a lesson a lesson in the art of tactics with 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 Ben. And uh, you know, I've always said, I not that I not that I would live or die by people's thoughts or, or opinions on Twitter, but it just sums up Twitter when I see an account like his who is so multi multiply talented when it comes to 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 reading and watching the game. Uh, yeah, he should be one of the most favoured accounts on there. Yeah, don't pick him up too much, otherwise other podcasts will start asking him on <laughs> and we'll lose him. Well, we've seen people coming here before and then we don't see him again. So maybe we, we maybe we're just, we're the stepping stone, you know, we're the power on the backs we are. We yeah, get some well, appreciation. We're like Southampton to um, for Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, anyway, um, yeah, check that out next Tuesday. Um, we'll be live again on Mixler, hopefully, um, if Ben can do it. Uh, if not, we won't be. Um, we're also <laughs> going to try and do an update on our future ball herds, um, our campaign from the summer where we brought new football boots for 
with 14 young girls in the end. Um, I'm going to try and ask their parents how they're getting on. Um, I know one of them's been invited to play in Brighton. Um, one, of them, one of them played for England, under-15s. Um, so some of them are doing some great things. Can you uh, do like a pre-recording with them and like ask them a few questions? They don't have to do it live. You could like just, you know, you go on to Zoom for like two minutes, ask them a couple of questions, then you can record it, you know, play it on our show. But then I've got to edit it. I don't okay. have to do that. So well, have if, you stop, if you stop tweeting Aaron, you'll have time. No, this is important. Oh. It's day 20. I can't give up now. Anyway, I'm going to email them and ask them for some information anyway. Uh, and then we'll have some news about what that's going to look like next summer. Because um, I've worked out how to do it this year a lot easier. Um, anyway, um, thank you for listening. Until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.